0: Welcome back to Cargumentative. I'm your host, Thomas Faulkner, uh, from the Sunday Times. And as usual, I'm joined in studio by...
1: Dennis Dropper. (laughs) (laughs) Not usually... (laughs) Putin <laughs> Pierre,
0: exactly. He's back. Our resident petrolsexual, Petrosexual. petrosexual. <laughs> hey Tommy, you well? I'm I'm good. Eh? I'm still alive. I'm good still to see you. here. Still good to kicking. See you. It's good to see you too. You've oh. got a pretty heavy duty face mask on. Yes. And uh, underneath that face mask, I, I can see some serious facial hair. Listen, which uh, is uh, which is uh, cool.
1: I've always struggled. I've always wanted to have a beard. I just never found the right time and way to do it. Exactly. This this, this coronavirus lockdown has given me the perfect situation to grow it and see how far it can go. Finally, I can celebrate Movember. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Early, because you got to go through that awkward stage, you know, oh. where it's kind of all scraggly and stuff. I exactly. mean, I, I mean, I can't grow a beard because I don't have enough testosterone in my body. Mm-hmm. so I can only grow uh, a moustache, ah, um, which I can show you after the show, you know. But uh, yeah, do you two want a room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: I mean, we are in one, which is pretty intimate, actually. You know? all, all three of us. Uh, cocooned up in here and wearing masks and wearing masks this is this is weird i know it is
1: i think i know how bank robbers feel now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plotting you uh, behind uh masks and all that no one will ever know no one will ever know jesus
0: exactly so if you want to be a bank robber, now's the time um it's also the time to chat about news and last week guys there was uh, a lot of controversy because bmw went and dropped the new four series coupe Mm. and uh my oh my does it ever have a grill
2: on the front of it Mm. a gnashing grill indeed um i'm inclined to say that when you see this car driving you need to start cueing the jaws music Mm. because (laughs) it looks like it's going to swallow everything else on the road but having said that i i do acknowledge that the design may just grow on me Because the same thing happened to me and the uh, BMW M Coupe of some years ago, you might recall it. Initially, I thought the thing looked horrendous. It kind of looked a bit like a calabash on wheels. But eventually, I grew to love it. So I've decided that potentially the, the looks that initially shock and horrify you will eventually be those shapes that kind of stand the test of time better. That's one theory. That's so so at the yeah. moment I, I don't I don't dig it at all yeah. but I'm willing to accept that it'll grow on me. And um, when you talk about the M
0: Roadster you're talking about the Z3. That's right. The Z3 M Coupe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Look I mean uh, I, I first saw that grill when we were out in, uh, at the Frankfurt Auto Show the last one. Mm. And uh, what's quite interesting is we were there at the BMW stand the day before and they had that BMW i-next uh, SUV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the crowds were just pretty normal, you know. And there, other, there was that other black SUV, uh, the, the X6. Oh, right? yeah,
0: with that special paint. With work. that special
1: paint. Yeah. That, that drew a couple of people, you know. Did you More, see that it? car lot? Yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Well, I tried to. I yeah, tried. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the following day, yeah. we sort of went past the BMW stand again and there was a whole crowd. It was as if uh, it was a protest or something. There were so many people. Like, mm-hmm. What's going on? And boom, there it was. The 4 Series concept with this interesting grill. And I must say, if you find the, this one mm-hmm. offensive, you would have absolutely hated the one on the concept because that looked like something out of a horror cartoon movie. You know, with a very angular shape and it looks like Bugs Bunny on steroids really. <laughs> this one, uh I quite like it, I, yeah. I quite like yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those interesting stylistic uh touches you do you, you expect from big marks like Bugatti, Bugatti, mm. Rolls Royce, the grill is the main feature, isn't it? So BMW has just brought the very same thing to their side. I don't know why people are going mad about it.
0: I don't know. It's just such a weird, it just seems out of proportion.
1: I mean, um,
0: I saw on the internet some guy had, had kind of um, penned a version of the new 4 Series without that big grille. So if they kept the older grille. Yeah, I mm. saw that. And you're kind of like, yeah, that actually looks a bit better, like a little bit more streamlined. I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm all for trying new things. Um in terms of exterior design but maybe the the four series wasn't the car uh, for that grill i don't know maybe it would have worked better on a bigger x product
1: i don't know i i i think this is going to put an enormous pressure on those guys who are left behind like mercedes mm. audi has already done the big grill thing so yeah. it's just mercedes and Volvo, perhaps who are left So I think they'll also be joining that big grill party, you know. So BMW is actually leading the trends here, Hmm. rather than uh, being offensive, you know. And I don't know. I think if you don't like it, it's your problem, not BMW's problem. It's a beautiful (laughs) grill.
0: So you're basically saying we have to adapt,
2: (laughs) adapt or die. Adapt or die. (laughs) Well, I I think a similar thing happened with uh, Audi's single frame grill. Yeah. When that first came out, it looked like a whale shark, and we were also shocked and horrified. But now mm. it's become the new normal, isn't it? It has, but it's kind of like a more elegant shape. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't quite have that bucktooth beaver kind of. <laughs> it, look, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: it really does. It kind of has like that gawky teenager in braces kind of mm. vibe yeah. to it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's interesting, and and one wonders um, when it comes time to facelift that car, what they'll do if they'll keep it or.
1: I know. I can see that. Can you imagine the M version? Have you seen those uh renders? i've seen i don't know if it's the real thing uh, yeah i, saw, some I sc- I'm sure, sure you saw that yeah and I, I i quite like that you know yeah. it, it just gives us effect of huge lungs and huge lungs mean performance isn't it
0: i guess so yeah <laughs> i guess so yeah so i don't know uh, the jury's out on that i don't know i'm 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 on the fence here well actually no i'm 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 not gonna uh, i'm I'm off the fence. Okay. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a big fan of it, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting.
2: Interesting times.
1: Mm. So I think Dennis is on the fence.
2: <laughs> Dennis <laughs> is on the fence. I'm willing you? to accept Dennis. that I'll change my mind. Right now, okay. I don't like it. Oh,
1: yeah. this, this is perfect because I'm on the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, I like it. You're an early adopter, huh? You know what I mean.
0: Of new trends. Okay. So that's BMW 4 Series. What else has been happening, guys? Anything else uh, especially newsworthy in the last week?
1: Yeah, so Isuzu South Africa is a new CEO. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, what's interesting about it is he is, well, some reports suggest Mm. that he is the first black uh, CEO of a company, but turns out he's not. A couple of years ago, I think 2001, Ford South Africa had a black CEO. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the difference is that uh, that ceo wasn't local uh, she was an american lady yeah so billy tom congratulations to you sir um becomes the first local african black ceo of a car company and i think that's quite huge yeah uh, in terms of how this industry is moving along you know
0: for sure yeah where, where does he come from before was uh
1: it? yeah he, in in his cv uh, he used to work for gm by the way okay uh, yeah when they were still GMSA say here and he worked for cadillac and hammer they okay. brought out those brands archer and he then branched out i think he went to work for the south african breweries and then he also worked for coca-cola okay Uh, In the whole fleet and uh, so many, I don't know what he did there. But yeah, uh, I spoke to him last week, uh, direct Mm -hmm. by Zoom, you know. Okay. Yeah. As one does these days. Yeah. Uh, It was an interesting chat with him. So when we finished our chat, I asked him one thing. I said, you know, like any closer boy, can you slaughter a sheep on your own? He's like, no, I can't. (laughs) But believe me, when it's it's ready and prepared, I'll dive in. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. I believe he was actually instrumental back in the day at GM in bringing Cadillac and Hummer to the country. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those brands, unfortunately, you know, met their demise. Just
0: remember those brands, huh? Remember
2: going on like Hummer launches and Cadillac (laughs) launches. Seems like another.
1: You know what I remember about about Hummer? uh, When they brought it out, uh, the then sales. Sales director, I think it was. Uh, he was an American guy.
0: Hmm.
1: He says to me, "Puti, what do you think of this car? How much should you charge for it?" I said to him, "If you make it cheap, it's not going to work. So you need to charge about two bar for it." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "For real?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "No, that's too much." I said, "How much are you charging?" He says, oh, "Around half a mil." I said, "Okay." And guess who was proven who was proven correct? Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> me, exactly. <laughs> Can I sell such a brand for so cheaply?
0: <laughs> well, geez, I remember that car. It wasn't, yeah, I think even at 500,000, like it was a stretch.
2: Yeah. When it was also quite a controversial car, I remember. It was, yeah. Some people loved the looks, others hated it. I remember I was driving it uh, on the way back from an adventure in Mozambique, mm. and we stopped at a petrol station, mm. and there was a driver in another vehicle. He actually started teasing me, but not even in a friendly way. Yeah. He thought I was the owner of the vehicle, mm. and it almost became a bit unpleasant because he f- had such strong feelings about really, what yeah. a hammer stood for, you know. And apparently, it didn't stand for what he did. Yeah, <laughs> was I'm he n- driving a Bucky? <laughs> I actually can't remember what he was driving.
0: <laughs> That's true. It was a hugely controversial vehicle. I mean, even even having one on test, people were like, "Oh, what is this? You know, why are you driving this car?" And it was no, but
1: but if you remember, the hammer was in Isuzu. Uh, beneath. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
0: I just remember that terrible engine it had, like that, what is it, a five-cylinder Pentas? Yeah, yeah, it didn't have the best engine. Pentas Zoom or Talk. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, what else, guys? Uh, I don't know if you saw Bentley, might be laying off uh, a thousand people because of the
2: the COVID-19. That's right, yeah, that's the state of the industry at the moment, unfortunately, and I see that uh, Nissan and Renault also going a lot smaller yeah. after the carlos Ghosn era yep. because they were chasing market share and now they they're going to consolidate and trade a lot a lot more carefully now because covid-19 has changed so much in this industry yeah i see that they are
0: also they they're going to be concentrating mainly on american market and uh, chinese market that's right yeah. oh. and scaling back in, in other regions so it'll be interesting to see how that affects uh, in South Africa, I before. actually
2: looked into that. Yeah. I phoned them just to find out, for instance, what's happening to Datsun brand. Yeah, because there were rumors that Datsun might disappear, mm. and it is in some countries, including Russia, where it hasn't done very well. But okay. uh, by all accounts, Datsun is in South Africa to stay. So, oh, really? sorry, Tom. Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> going to go away.
1: <laughs> you, you should, you should,
0: God, what he did there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. I um, don't know if you guys saw also um, in the, the UK, uh, Boris Johnson is thinking about introducing a, a scrappage theme where you can get up to 6,000 um, pounds incentive if you, if you exchange mm. your diesel or petrol car for an EV mm. and that's to get the, the economy going
1: again. Mm. I, I saw that, and I couldn't help but imagine. Yeah. What if this was? Uh, this is me being a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah. You uh, never. What <laughs> if you think about it, how COVID has decimated this industry, and you look at the likes of John, uh, Boris saying, mm. "Hey, here's some money. Get into an EV." It's, it's hard not to think this was a big ploy yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to 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 fast track the. The, the arrival of the ev you know and if you look at other manufacturers who have literally committed to in- interesting deadlines like 2020 2021 we're going full ev you mm. know there is something that no?
0: yeah i don't know i think there are many conspiracy theories mm. uh, linked to this whole covid 19 thing mm. and i think uh, for years to come there'll be many people with different theories about why when mm. how it
2: all happened
1: but if Bentley is culling a thousand people, uh, I mean, isn't that just the entire company? I mean,
2: it's well, such a small. I mean, I think <laughs> um, no, I didn't m- even know they had that many employees.
1: <laughs> exactly. I think
0: it's one thousand. Uh, I think they've got four thousand two hundred employees, if mm. I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it was four thousand. Yeah, four thousand two hundred. That's that total yeah, workforce. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's a big cutting, chunk. They're cutting, yeah. you know,
2: which is which is big.
1: Who are they culling? The engineers. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. It's it's interesting though that it's, it's such a large number because um, that sector of the market tends mm. to be kind of generally sort of economy proof. Mm. For instance, I was at Maserati last week. Uh, I went to drive one of their vehicles, and they said since they've opened their dealerships, sales are just pumping. Mm. So obviously, people in that market segment are not really battling economically. They just getting right back into the driver's seat with three and a half million rand SUVs. Yeah. How the other
0: half live, I suppose. Like you kind of always think about it where these things are on a certain level and then up above that on the top tier.
2: Yeah.
1: Or it could be they want to take advantage of the empty roads. Man. (laughs) You're like, wow. It's it's our our chance. chance It's our chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Guys, that's all we have... That's all time that's all the time we have uh, for um, news. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be back with you guys shortly. Join me, Nicole Engelbrecht, your host on True Crime South Africa, a weekly podcast that covers both solved and unsolved South African true-crime cases. Welcome back to Cargumentative. It's that time of the show, guys. We can break loose and have a little bit of a debate here, Um, maybe an argument or two. We drive a lot of cars, Uh, We test a lot of cars, and I think a lot of us might buy certain cars if we had the the chance to do it, like after um, we hand them back. Um, But could we buy, out of our own choice, a French or Italian car with our own money, knowing, you know, going on the whole stereotyping that, that goes along with French and Italian marks?
1: I think dennis should start yeah. <laughs> he, he, he recently bought a car and he didn't go italian or french oh yeah
2: <laughs> my my first uh meeting with alfa romeo yeah was back in the 80s okay mm. yes folks i'm that old mm. and my mate had just bought himself an alpha 1.5 export i don't you know if you recall those yeah and he very proudly piled us all in and we went out that evening and what I remember was we had to push it. Hmm. We had to push it halfway home because it broke down. So now that was Alpha in the 80s and that kind of, that kind of stuck with it. Hmm. But today, um, I'm seeing a, a lot of people have that kind of attitude towards particularly Italian cars saying, oh yeah, Alphas are beautiful but I would never buy one. Yeah. And to me, that's a very outdated concept. I mean, they you know with modern technology, all cars are becoming a lot more reliable. But I'm a bit mystified as to why that that has followed Alpha for such a long time, in particular. So, because I mean, I, I don't get more complaints from my readers saying that you know Alphas break down more than any other cars. Yeah, you know, and and you don't you don't see that kind of thing happening. So. Yeah, I think it's a little bit unfair. And Alpha sales as a result uh, are very poor in this country, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know from, from your experiences, but I, I certainly haven't found that Alphas these days are less reliable than, than any other brand of car.
1: I, I would have said uh, differently. However, I've never owned an Alpha, but just two days ago, I was at a sort of intersection. In front of me was an Alpha 156. Beautiful red one, mm. and when the robot turned green, the car wouldn't move. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, what's up? And then the owner comes out, he's like, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Opens the bonnet, I'm like, Oh, Alpha again. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: You see, it's just that thing, there's always something yeah. to remind you, and that and like you know, it kind of
1: pops up every now and again. Yeah, but funny enough, I would you would buy one, I would buy an Alpha. Uh, Which one would you buy? Jesus. I'll start with the with GTV from Dennis's era, <laughs> if you yeah. could get one. If you could get one, yeah. You know, uh, I I think Alphas uh, should not be sort of put, the, put on the same pedestal as your typical mainstream cars like your Toyotas and Nissans. Uh, they, their reliability performance should be mm. treated like you, you've got a special child. You know? To me, I don't, I don't look at them as being unreliable. I... Look at them as being sort of spunky, uh, yeah. very very cheeky, you know, you temperamental, know, like temperamental car, you know, and it's yeah. it, it's what you get yeah. when you when you buy that. You know, yeah. it, it, it sort of adds I think to the experience of it, you know. So what
0: you're saying is that uh, if you buy one, and you would buy one, yes, you kind of go into this ownership experience, you know, knowing full well that things might go wrong.
1: I'll have a slash fan for that. And Michael Yeah? <laughs> yeah, literally. You okay. know, it's I'm that kind of guy. You yeah. know, just because I love I love alphas. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And if you love something that much, you must be willing to part with a kidney or a limb somehow for it, you know. If I wanted reliable transport, there are many alternatives that will not disappoint you. But they're not alphas. That's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one, huh? I mean, I think I think the novelty might wear off if you if you're paying for this car every month you know yeah, in I terms know. of financing it and you're paying for it and it and it is your it, it is your only car
1: yeah man i i don't think the problem uh it lies with the with the more modern alphas i've never seen one stuck on the road I don't know mm-hmm.
2: have you seen one well, that's what I was saying. that you know it's an outdated perception. Mm. The old alphas, yes, I suppose they used to break down more than other brands of cars, but not not lately. Not, that's certainly not my perception.
0: What about from a, a longevity and just a build quality perspective? i mean i've I've always been quite attracted to the Alpha one five nine. I think it's a, it's a good looking car. it's well proportioned. Mm. I think from a second hand point of view. Um, some of the cars in the Alpha stable really give you a lot for your money. So, I mean, you could pick up an Alpha 159, a a 3.2 liter V6 with not a lot of Ks on the clock for, you know, I don't know, 150-ish, right about there. Mm. That's a lot of car for your money, and it's Mm. a cool car, you know? Absolutely. Uh, But, I mean, I went to go and look at one once, uh, and I was kind of considering taking the plunge, you know? Mm. And you just I don't know, things age badly. Like you get in the car and the switch gear just just it it seems way older than the amount of kilometers that the car has on it. And things just seem to be, you know, put together poorly mm. and and it's it's all those small things. It's not just about mm. reliability and is it gonna break down? But but yeah. it's the whole package, you know what I mean? The paint wears off quick. Well, that's it, you know, (laughs) that's it. I mean, if you look at the build quality, I mean, take, for example, something like an Alpha 4C. I mean, that car was was badly built. I mean, I had one on test and the orange peel on that car was uh, like diabolical. Mm. It's just, you know, you kind of get that, you get the feeling that they're not all made all that well. And Mm. it kind of varies from car to car.
1: I don't know. I. I I think alphas are like those the, the other uh, section of society that we're talking about. You yeah. Know, in that um, y- y- you should buy them like you're buying a flaming Lamborghini. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, ex- it's an expensive shot with flames <laughs> and all, but you just got to down it and you like, you know, you've you accepted that yes, I've just spent hundred bucks on a shot. You
0: know? mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's a tough one. I mean, I I I do like some of their cars. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, it's, it's quite a cool mark. There's a lot of heritage behind it. Um, huh. And and they're odd cars because, I mean, I know people who aren't car people who have got um, like a 147 and it's got huge amounts of mileage on it and it mm. just keeps on going. Yeah. So they're either incredibly good and they're gone forever or they're just, you know, complete basket cases from
2: day one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought things would have turned around a bit for alpha in this country when uh 156 won car of the year yeah. that was a number of years back and and for a while it looked like the numbers might pick up and people might fall in love with alphas but if you look at the sales figures nowadays that certainly hasn't happened no. and i think i mean we're just chatting around here a few guys chatting you know mm. but to be honest there is no empirical evidence to say alphas are less reliable than, than other brands, you know? Yeah. So I'm I'm still struggling to find out why exactly that you know it has that negative connotation.
1: I think I know. It's those old buggers yeah. who who are disappointed by their GTVs, they're still alive to come <laughs> and dissuade the youngsters. That's what
0: <laughs> it's true though. I mean it's it's kind of like a it becomes like a brand stigma and it's incredibly Mm. hard for a brand to shake that off especially in a country like Mm. South Africa you know where you've got this entrenched like don't go you know like Mm. avoid Alpha avoid Mm. anything Italian you know because it's
2: just going to give you endless trouble and for that matter you you started the conversation by mentioning French cars well that's it I was going to segue into French now (laughs) you know um, (laughs) and and also I mean particularly um, Renault at one time had Mm. a bit of a reputation uh, in this country for not just uh, breaking down but also for not having enough spare parts available and mm-hmm. also having quite expensive spare parts okay. but ever since then they've gone to a lot of trouble mm. to you know sending out press releases and doing uh, uh, Kinsey reports etc showing that that's not actually the case anymore yeah. that their parts prices are you know, on the parity with the rest of the industry mm. their reliability etc but you also you are seeing it in the sales there because uh, mm. Rena's a very good seller in this country, unlike Alpha. Well, I think ever since they bought
0: the quid in, I mean, that's been uh. a big seller, you know, and that's been a big help for them.
2: And is it a renner?
1: Really?
0: Well, no, that's a go, <laughs> you know, a, ren- <laughs> a rengo. <laughs> um,
2: so would you buy a French car, Dennis? I would have no problem buying a French car. At, at all. all. No. Putti, would you
1: drive? I will not have a problem buying French cars okay uh, besides they they most of them mesh with my wardrobe already, yeah, that's true, You <laughs> know? <I'm All>, uh,
0: <laughs> extravagant uh filled I don't know it's a strange one because also like uh, the last the last two Renaults I've had on test have all had these mysterious electrical gremlins hmm, nice. where the car would just beep and sensors would go off, and there would be problems, and it would you know, and it's it's always been on Renaults that I've had these electrical gremlins kind of creep in and you just think, oh, you okay. know, mm-hmm. and this is a brand new car. I mean, this was mm-hmm. like a, a Renault Duster okay. and um, a Magan Sport, hmm. you know, okay. and a Magan Sport is something that you, you you know, it's not exactly cheap and it's kind of like the range
2: topping, you know, halo mm. product. Yeah. I haven't had any issues and with, with Renaults that I can recall. But I suppose that, that can happen to any vehicle. I guess uh, so. For yeah. instance, uh, I had a Mercedes on test mm. and it went into limp mode Yeah. and they took it back. Then they gave me another one, same thing, went into limp mode and you think, this is a Mercedes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I suppose these, these things can happen. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, if it's mechanical or electronic, something can go wrong.
0: Yeah. I mean, I looked because I'm trying to find a, a replacement for my Daihatsu Matera because I need a, a beta car. In inverted commas. And uh, I found a Renault Twingo RS mm-hmm. with, with incredibly low mileage. Oh, like, it had done like 36,000 Ks from new, had the full service history. So I went to go have a, a look at it and I drove it. And I was like, Yeah, oh, this, is, this is a pretty decent car for, you know, how much they're asking. Mm. But um, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, you know what, I don't know. Um, but but um, it's French. But yeah? it's French,
1: you know. <laughs> okay. Gee, yeah. not that it wouldn't feature musical instruments, but because it's French. Because it's French. It's it's a bit just, biased there, Tommy. You know, it's, <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's just. I mean, you know, maybe I've just. I think. I think it also happens. I mean, it's got a lot to do with the social circles that you hang out. Mm. You mm. know, and mm. and your circle of car friends mm. are quite influential in the stuff you like. Mm. And I don't know, like everybody was like, "Don't do it, terrible! Don't do it, terrible!" And then you kind of examine the car closely, and you see how things have been built on the cheap, and I don't know, I. I I don't know. I'll it's a tough one. You
2: know? Could it have to do with uh, how, how that particular car was looked after? You know, no, because mm. it, it was it was exceptionally clean. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was a 2012 model. that had
0: only done about 36,000 K So it mm. would obviously spent most of its life inside a garage. Mm. But you, in the back of your mind, you're just like, you know, what if? And maybe that's just the kind of person I am. You know, I'm I'm always thinking about what could happen.
1: Or in maybe it's the model. I mean, if you are faced with the same situation yeah. but it wasn't a twin model, it was a Clio V six. I yeah. think the the end result would be different. Look know? the V six <laughs> is a special
0: <laughs> car. I mean that is that that is a Renault I would buy no, exactly if, if I had the go. cash I would go out and buy yeah. one. There you go. I, it's so, such a so cool that car. would
2: transcend the badge for you then. I, I think um, so. Yeah. You know it's rarity value.
0: And yeah. maybe a Clio sports, you know uh, Yeah. out of twenty seven. I mean they do build exceptional you know. You know, so
1: sort of hot hatches. I do know. But would you be buying that for the bill quality or for the sensations of uh, a Renault Sport car? Probably for the sensations. I
0: mean the Clio Sport ranks up there in in <clears throat> my top ten, I'd say. I yeah, mean it's it's yeah. a it's a fantastic, fantastic I'd, vehicle. Very happily owned one of those. Yeah. 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 So I'd, I'd
1: make sure that my kidneys are correct though before. <laughs> <laughs> In case you su- need that Heart, susp- heart suspensions, right? heart suspensions those things. All right. Well, that's an interesting one, hey. Um,
0: I guess it's all it all comes down to brand perception and uh, personal experiences and how we see things and. And model. And model. Yeah, that mm. uh, that also counts. We're gonna have a quick break. We'll be back with you guys again shortly. <laughs>
1: is filled with flavor but you know that or who secured
0: the latest bag or just who's dripping with sauce and who's adding the spice because if it's hot then it's definitely in the Chisa cheese pot Welcome back to Cargumentative. It's that time of the show where we uh discuss what we've been driving. And uh considering that the last segment was about French cars, I thought uh Puti could kick it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched you there like okay, be careful. Yeah. I've been driving a French car. <laughs> <laughs> Did you break down? Not even, you know. You I, I think it, it also added to what we were talking about previously mm. in that I I I found absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, I found improvements you yeah. know, uh, with the French cars because before a couple of years ago, the stuff that we used to get, we could, you know, uh, honestly pr- probably look at them more from a city p- application perspective. Yeah, you know, city cars. You know. Yeah. But with this one now, I find myself confident to even get onto a gravel road, and it's just. Perfect in everything. No, no complaints. You know, it's fast. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's stylish. That's very important to me, by Oh
2: no, all <laughs> style. <huh>? <laughs> so, so <laughs> take the listeners <laughs> out of their misery and tell them what you've been driving. Yeah? Yes, yeah. <laughs> indeed.
1: So, uh, we've got a long-term um, Citroen C5 Aircross. Okay. Yeah, which also happened to I drove it after I stayed a long while with the Citroen C3 Aircross. So I'm absolutely Frenchified right now. Yeah, sure. There's nothing wrong. You can there's nothing bad you can say about French cars to me now. Really? Huh? That's
0: oh, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the C5. I mean, I haven't driven that yet. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna. Well, I had one scheduled, and then the world just went mad. So
1: ah. It's, it's an interesting one away from you know? the C3. Mm. It's larger, bigger. Yeah. Much more premium in terms of um, the the outlook and the outlay of the car, you know.
0: It looks very good on the inside. I mean, I'll give yeah. that. I mean, yeah. Citroen do know how to build a and mm. a classy and very classy interesting interior.
1: Indeed, uh, practical as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: calm no rattles. I, I love that about that. Yeah. You know, and the the seats. I really like the seats. They're more couch-like. Yeah, okay. not quite as bucket-like as right. some other cars, mm, but mm. like couches. Okay, you mm. literally flop
1: in there and you just. So it's all about comfort.
2: It's it's I a can, it's can a can very imagine, comfortable yeah. car.
1: Yeah. I can see the the the, the sort of uh, link between the DS3, not yeah. no, the DS, what is that the the DS, the, DS, the old yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that kind of vibe. You know, they uh-huh. try to create that kind of vibe, I in mean, an SUV. A new era, way you know, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm happy with that car, uh, and it, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful car. <laughs> what a beautiful car. <laughs> you know, there are just moments where I'm really just taking out the garbage, and I sw- and I look at it, and I'm like, Jesus, that's a gorgeous car, literally.
0: Well, then you n- know, it's a car for you know that's that's meant to be. If you if you you know, sort of catch yourself looking at the car over your shoulder or mm. reflecting in a glass. Window frontage, it's mm. you know, mm. then you know, it's actually no, they've done a it. visual test.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, you know, and you know how Citroen does the things, mm. right? Weird, so they wouldn't do your normal uh, eye catching stuff. No, they, they always go for what you don't realize. You know, those uh red uh roof rails, yeah, they're, they're not all red now, they're just red below. It's just a the way they just capture the light, like oh, look at that interesting red dash on top of the roof, you know. I was looking at. Uh-huh. How as well as they've got this, I don't know what they call it on the side of the door. It's like a panel,
2: like the air bumps. It's like an thing, air bump. Yeah. Oh, the air bumps.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know, it's like a total red plastic out of nowhere. You know, you like there's no absolute sense in why is there or any yeah. discernible use, but it makes it look
0: good. I like those air bumps. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, uh, of the cactus. I know yeah. a lot of people hated the cactus, but I thought it was quite cool, and I think those air bumps didn't make a lot of sense. They were, they were just, you know. Okay. Practical, practical shopping to, trolley proof. Exactly. Hmm. I mean, it's ideal for a city car. <laughs> Dennis, what's been in your garage?
2: Yeah, I've been driving the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. Okay. So this is the more practical four-door version of their two-door coupe. So. And yeah. and I think it really hits the mark because it's a it's a more practical vehicle, but it's still got the, those rakish coupe lines. And in fact, I think it looks better than the than the regular two series two door, which has got a very chopped off abruptly ending tail, yeah, this has got a more elegant silhouette, okay plus it's got more interior room and and it's easier to get inside. so I think it really hits the spot particularly with this uh, spec, this yeah. two liter turbo engine, so it's quick and it's exciting as mm. well and uh, yeah I, I think it's just a very balanced all-round vehicle I, I really enjoy driving it okay and um, in terms of drivability i mean is it is a it's
0: a nice thing to drive or is it you know compromised by its new
2: layout the The, the newer the newer (laughs) small bmws as our listeners will know are becoming front-wheel drive which is quite controversial in bmw circles Mm. This one does away with that controversy by being X-Drive, which is all-wheel drive. Okay. And I, I find it uh, handles in a very balanced, neutral fashion. Yeah. So it doesn't run into early understeer when you flick it through a corner, but it also doesn't become a tail-happy beast. Sure. So I, I chased through one or two traffic circles while road testing it, and, yeah, just very settled, very balanced. Um and as for all those so called purists mm. who cannot stand the idea of going for a front wheel drive BMW because yeah. the other the other derivatives in this two series range are front wheel drive. Unless you put somebody on a skid pan, I can guarantee you, if you didn't tell them what was driving the, yeah. the car, front or rear, they won't be able to tell you. Yeah. Most people won't be able to tell you. That's true that. It is true that. What colour is it? What colour? It's yeah. BMW blue, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a good colour. Yeah. that's colour? That what power is that car putting out? That's um, hundred and, 180 kilowatts, I okay. think. I'll, I'll need to double check yeah, yeah. that,
0: Thomas. But but yeah, it's in that ballpark. Yeah, around about there. So it should be pretty. F- I mean, that's that's pretty quick.
1: Yeah, no, isn't it the same thing as the M one thirty five that we drove? Yeah,
0: could but, be. Yeah,
1: but with room for the boot. You know, and funny enough, I find that mm. uh, these booted versions of these cars—if uh, I remember—the CLA, yeah, no, the the eight plus, sorry, the oh, same car, isn't it? CLA eight I don't know; it's so confusing. <laughs>
0: I mean, even the BMW that, that we are talking about now is like the four door version of the two door version, which hasn't of actually the arrived. Version. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 exactly. You so know. you know, it's very—I don't know—it's it's, it's crazy.
1: I, I, I found them quite interesting, especially when you drive them dynamically, isn't mm. it? You you can now literally feel uh, that it's, it's got a boot, you know, yeah. whatever you, that you do, you do feel like you're dragging something, which is something I've never experienced before in the older versions of sedans. Yeah, right? Because if you think about most uh, these X drives, they're mostly still uh, predominantly front wheel drive, whereas uh, the, X, the the rear axle comes in when it's actually needed to. You know? If it yeah. doesn't need to, it, it, it sort of reverts to being front wheel drive.
0: It just kicks it out there. If you use yeah. traction, if the computer is playing yeah. things right, you, you're doing something silly here. Let's, yeah. let's send a little bit of talk to the mm. back.
1: Yeah. And that that also literally got tongues wagging when it came out. Everybody mm. was going crazy, ugly, you know, like the grill now. Yeah. You remember that? But I think
2: we're used to it now. Yeah, we are. Mm. And I've just looked it up, guys. My apologies for getting the power output wrong. It's actually 225 kilowatts. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's exactly the same as that M135. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: was a good car. I like that M135. It was a Mm, nice mm, nice little mm, performer. mm, mm, mm. Um, I haven't been driving anything uh, as fast as that, but I've got got that new, uh, well, not that new, but new-ish Suzuki Vitara turbo that you had, Dennis. Yeah. Nice car, that. Good little engine, huh? Yeah, it's great. Quite plucky. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, quick enough, and it's nice out on the highway, and just a good car. I mean, I've always been a fan of that for Tara. I mm. like the styling of it. I like its interior, and with the turbo power, just, you know, because there was a problem with the old one, Yeah. because the old one had that naturally aspirated 1.6 Yeah. that the Swift had, and it just didn't have the poke. Yeah.
2: Which was okay to drive around town, but it was, but it on, was never exciting. Yeah, you know? it wasn't exciting
0: and like out on the motorway when it came to overtaking slower cars and stuff, mm. you just didn't have that confidence and You were high and dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's what I've I've been driving. Have have you had that?
1: Yeah, I last drove it on launch and uh,
0: We were on that launch together, I
1: think. Yeah.
0: When we yeah, went to yeah.
2: um Back in the old days when there were car launches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <I> remember that. <laughs> right? what, a yeah. Fun,
0: what a fun outing that was. You could yeah. go out, drive oh, a car, get track. a free lunch on a racetrack. Yeah. You could sit
2: around a table without masks. Yeah, you mm. could talk to each other. Mm.
1: Yeah. And you could drive Suzuki with proper engines and sizes, like yeah, Swift instead of this guitar. Yeah,
2: <laughs> This is where Paige has to <laughs> cue the music. Those were the days, my friends. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, no, I drove it. Ah, look, look to me, it's all—it's—it's it's always been a very normal, you know, uh, regular kind of car for people who want that regular crossover, whatever. You know, nothing yeah. special. I think okay, the table is definitely added a bit of boomer in terms of. Um, the older one has a bit of a drag to drive, you know. Yeah, so always have
0: to downshift and, you know. Yeah, it's just that. the nuts out of it.
1: Yeah, if I had to go into Suzuki and buy a car, it wouldn't be that one, Yeah, you know? It would be a little Sip Sport, perhaps. Yeah, Sip
0: Sport, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. I'm getting the automatic version uh, really? on Friday. yeah. I haven't automatic? Had, I, uh, I haven't had, well, I drove the manual on launch around the track. Yeah. So I thought I'd uh, give the automatic a go and see how, how it
1: is, you know. Okay, dude, I might be off. I wouldn't be looking forward to that. Yeah, not, huh? And uh, driving an automatic... Swift sport. Oh, Swift sport.
0: Yeah. It could yeah. be worse. You could be driving an automatic and go. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, guys, <laughs> it's time to sign off. Um, we're out of time. Priti and Dennis, thanks so much for joining me in studio. Pleasure, Tom. In, a pleasure. In, in your masks. It's, Thank you very great, much. Yeah. Just... And,
1: yeah. There's a parting shot. Like I'll still say, if you don't like that BMW grill, it's your problem, not BMWs.
0: I think you should get a BMW grill <laughs> imposed on your face mask.
1: I think so. Definitely.
0: Yeah? That'd, be, that'd be quite a cool thing.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Actually, I've got a good business idea for this, right? Excellent, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, We'll be back with you next week for another episode of Cargumentative. And until then, keep it safe on the roads and keep it safe with the social distancing and hand sanitizer masks and all that jazz. Uh, Yeah, we'll be back with you next week. Cheers.